How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, what a fantastic day for a special edition of this morning's Nerd Talk to be joined by world-renowned American astrophysicist, planetary scientist, author, podcaster, science communicator. He's Neil deGrasse Tyson. Good morning. I, I love that, like, the word nerd is in your segment. <laughs> <laughs> it's an evening with Neil deGrasse Tyson as he discusses the cosmic perspective, something we'll get to here in a second. But just to share a little bit, like, you were the first, I guess, person in my adult life to take the challenge of, like, making science accessible to mass consumers and just nailing it. Just something that we could all be like, oh, yeah, 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 this, give us more of that. Because um, we, we've all had science teachers that didn't get that, right? And they, they had Thank to deal with you. it. I, I take that as a very high compliment. Um, now, of course, science teachers have the burden of needing to teach a syllabus, and I don't. <laughs> I can cherry pick all the coolest, wackiest, most interesting, mind-blowing, mind-bending science and deliver that to you. The teacher still has to you know, stick to the lesson plan in the textbook. So, so it's not an entirely fair comparison. But I'm delighted to be at the doorstep of science, where people who, who don't know that they like science or haven't figured it out yet, or especially those who are sure they don't like science. Um, <laughs> if I can reignite this ember of curiosity that's long gone dormant from childhood, then I, we're halfway there because then you have a curiosity that you can then bring to new topics and new new stories. There was, you know, um, a, a couple of days ago, there was a total lunar eclipse. Were you paying attention? Did you even know to pay attention, for example? And everyone on the side of the earth facing the moon can see that, all right? It's not just you have to be in one place or at one time. That's like a half the earth is participating in that. And so, so when you're curious about the world, it changes your life. You become a lifelong learner. And so be, thank you for the compliment, but sure. I, I, I don't wanna, uh, <laughs> I, I still have to sort of um, keep the teaching ranks stoked with whoever, what they're doing, just kind of hang with it. And you hope that at the end, you have more, a little bit more curiosity than when you started. Maybe if we had paid admission to the classes that these teachers <laughs> were doing every day, it would be a little different. I don't know. I've always been curious, is like there's not many people in your field or professionally entertaining like you are. Is, is there like competitiveness amongst your fellow entertainers that do similar things to you? Or are you kind of a shared group that are excited for one another? So I, that's not how I think about it. I mean, I understand the question, but mm -hmm. the way I think about it is if I'm doing something that no one else can do, I'll do it. If I'm doing something that everyone else can do, let them do it and I'll find something else to do. And that way the landscape is properly, it's populated by 
by expertise that each can uh, resonate in its own um, space, if you will. So, so I have this fantasy where, you know, a few years down the line, many more people are doing just what I'm doing out there. And then I slowly back out, <laughs> exit the back door and just go to the Bahamas. And then you don't even know I'm missing because it became a, 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 an expected and fundamental part of what people recognize is on uh, either on the internet or in social media or in the theaters. And then I'll, I'll just be there. Find me at the beach. <laughs> Did you have a Neil deGrasse Tyson that you watched for entertainment as you were growing up? Was there someone who did that for you? That's a great question. I think what's behind that is where they're role models. And mm. I have an unorthodox view of role models, right? So for me, I, I knew enough as a kid. No, I'm not going to role model to anybody because, you know, suppose they do something stupid or they do, you know, I don't want to be them, but if they have a talent, then I want to extract that slice of talent and emulate that. So I had educator role models who had such a brilliant turn of phrase and every next statement they spoke i was hanging on the significance and the and the depth and the insights that it would bring to me i said if this is while i'm middle school i'm think i'm actively thinking this to myself and i said if i'm ever an educator that's the kind of educator i want to be and then i met scientists who just had such an expertise of the universe and i said wow i'll never learn that much there i'm 14 right so and they spent you know eight years in college and graduate school so I, I don't have a sense of the timing of what that requires yet but i say to myself if i'm ever a full-up grown scientist that's the kind of command i wanted and my parents formed a an excellent sort of a moral compass in terms of how to think about others and sort of a progressive outlook on the world um and so so i assembled my role models a la carte that's how i would put it that's great. Then you're not one-dimensional. You have more options. <laughs> okay. like, that's good. That's good. Okay. So, so if we all want just, this is a nerd podcast. If we're all one-dimensional, we would just be a line. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad I'm not a line. All right. <laughs> and, and, nor am I two-dimensional because that would just be flat. All right. You turn sideways and you would disappear. So I am like to think I'm at least three-dimensional, but really I, I want to be four-dimensional. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Um, now, the idea of the cosmic perspective, I've, I've always thought about it since I was a kid and I read uh, the late Alan Watts and he was talking about the Earth and like from the perspective of a potential alien passing by like a billion years ago and sort of an analogy towards like a, an apple tree or a fruiting tree that maybe when they flew by a billion years ago, they just found a rock covered in some water and said, mm, okay, that's interesting. And then when they came back a billion years later, they found that the tree was flowering and the tree, the apple tree was appling and now the earth is maybe peopling. So I've always thought of it in the context of like our smallness amongst the galaxy, but I don't actually know what you're getting at with cosmic perspective i don't think i could do it justice like the guy who's going to be giving the actual talk so could you give us the gist of it please you're off on a roll there though i said <laughs> that was you that's a good start so yeah the cosmic perspective is whatever you think is going on on earth or how you, how it affects you it will affect you differently if you look at it from a cosmic perspective the cosmic perspective it goes beyond even the overview effect that people might have heard about that astronauts get Whereas they orbit Earth and you don't see the borders of countries and, and you, you know, Earth is, uh, is simplified in a, in a sense, but you can go even farther away. And that's where you take in the orb 
and you see that it's just suspended there in darkness and all by itself with no hope of any thing coming to save us from ourselves. And then you realize the, the task is really up to us. This is a point that Carl Sagan makes in his Pale Blue Dot book, where he waxes poetic, political, and scientific on the significance of seeing Earth from a distance, a frail, fragile place. And uh, for me, my, my favorite way to think about it is from space, what is Earth? You'll see oceans, you'll see land, and you'll see clouds. You won't see the color-coded globe that we're all trained on. And then you ask, why are we trained on a color-coded globe? Oh, that's so you know who your enemies are and who your friends, just think about just how warped. This is, this is what an alien would look like. Why did you color code this? This is just one landmass. Oh, oh, if you cross that border, oh, we'll, <laughs> we'll put you in prison or we'll kill you. Or if you, you know, just, just, it's kind of embarrassing actually how you'd have to explain all that to an alien. And so, so uh, when in doubt, what, what would an alien think of what you're doing? <laughs> that's a, that's, that's the foundation of all cosmic <laughs> perspectives, I would say. So, so the talk is a, it's a celebration of what we've come to learn about the universe. Give us, give us some, give us a shout out for that just as a species, but also so much of what we learned tells us how small we are. So if you have a fragile ego, the cosmic perspective is going to, going to put you through, through some work there to recognize that, yeah, okay, yes, we are small in time, in space, in, in frailty, all, yes, it's all true. However, the atoms of our bodies are traceable to stars that lived billions of years ago that exploded and scattered that enrichment into newly forming star systems of which we are one. So it's not that we're in the universe, which of course we are, but that's not the way to think about it. It's not that we're here and the universe is there. It's that our molecules are traceable to the universe. So yes, we're alive in the universe, but more important, the universe is alive within us. That's so much more emotional. That's not that's not heady physics things that you're speaking oh, well, of. Oh, I'm just trying to tell it like it is. Yeah. Not everything is a formula. Some things are our understandings of what formulas bring. So those are that's where the perspective comes. And uh, yeah, I'm, I am sifting science, especially the astrophysical science, and finding the things that ideally would, would enhance, change, but be more specific about that, enhance your understanding of ourselves relative to each other, and especially ourselves relative to the universe. So, uh, I mean, just think about it. You, you can sit in a college class and listen to a lecture. You're supposed to take notes and you might be given a, a test on that. But occasionally someone might give a speech. Well, if somebody's giving a speech, are you taking notes? No, they're giving a speech. Well, what's the point of a speech then? Oh, it's to, it's to shift your mood. It's to create a different sense of the world at the end of the speech that you didn't have before the speech. And what I'm doing on stage with full visuals and video and, 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 and all of my psycho-emotional energy, I'm delivering to you an understanding of the universe brought to you by the methods and tools of science, sifted through the lens of an astrophysicist. And it's my goal that by the end of the night, 
you're going to be different, not physically different, but emotionally different, <laughs> sure. intellectually different. And if so, then I have succeeded. You've succeeded already just in this talk. So congratulations. That's amazing. <laughs> Neil deGrasse. Nobody has to come. Just stay home. <laughs> Save your money. No, but it's weird that this is, these are in theaters, right? You're not coming to a lecture hall. Right. Um, I'm in a theater and I don't take that lightly. These are theaters that you would go to see comedians or or concerts or plays or musicals. These are real theaters. And I don't take it lightly when I'm invited by a city to bring science into a theater. It, it's, it's a reminder to me that at least some people recognize the value of mainstreaming science. Okay, science is not just this thing somebody's talking about and you walk by them because you're done and you want to move on with your life. Science is all around us. Science is everywhere. It infuses everything. And in fact, it infuses decisions we make about the future of civilization. And when scientists look at people arguing politically over a scientifically established objective truth, that is a sad day on earth. That is the unraveling of an informed democracy. Because if you're arguing about things that are established science, but you don't like the results of the established science, and so therefore you want, it's, you know, it's like, it's like uh, you gained a few pounds this week. So next week you're going to protest the laws of gravity <laughs> because they, they, they did not fulfill your wishes about how you want the world to be. That's what well, it kind of um, looks like. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I hear you loud and clear there. Okay. A couple quick questions to wrap up here from your perspective, from your position, What's going to bring our demise? Is it going to be humans or like a big rock smushing us from? But pretty space? clear, zombies. Okay. Pretty clear. Good, good. Just add that to my notes here. Good, good, good. Uh, um, no, actually, um, zombies, as 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 sci-fi as they are, uh, they're quite fertile as a sci-fi concept, as you surely know. Yeah. Um, but consider, let's take a step back for a moment and ask, what's going on in a zombie world? Well. There are people who used to run the power plant who've become zombies. Now they're not running the power plant. So what happens? You run out of power. There are people in the supply chain of goods and services who got zombified. Now they're not driving the trucks. They're not delivering goods and services. And so slowly, everything that you valued about civilization dismantles. That's kind of what happened in early COVID. Wait a second. This feels familiar to me. This is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> There's there are allegorical lessons to the zombie apocalypse, where if we if people you know uh, if there's some killer virus and it slowly starts take, taking out sectors of society, slow eventually all of civilization stalls, and then we it becomes you know a, a free for all at that point. Okay, people set up their own fiefdoms and, and, you know, we are hair's width from savagery. I mean, just think about it. What is civilization? This is another cosmic perspective. What is civilization if not the rules we have set up for ourselves so that we don't slaughter everybody every day out of tribal anger? I mean, just think of, think of the tribalism that arises even when it doesn't have to, all right? You, you know, it happens even on levels. When you go to a sporting event, sure, people cheering for one team and cheering for, why? Because they happen to play in your hometown. Did the players come from your hometown? No, they got traded out of 12 other places. 
but they're my home team and we're going to fight and we're going to argue. Okay, no one dies from that, of course, but that's just a microcosm of the of how swiftly we will oppose other people for any reason at all that's judged to be different. And without civilization to keep that in check, oh my gosh, it's a, it's a free-for-all. You might as well just all move back to the cave because that's where we're headed. Exciting. Zombies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I, I, I just wrote a book. It's not out yet, so don't look for it yet. It's not until sure. September. But it's titled Starry Messenger, Cosmic Perspectives on Civilization. So there are topics in there, a gender and identity, color and race, law and order, life and death, risk and reward. Um, all of these topics are addressed in there from cosmic perspectives in a scientifically literate way. And so I'm finally getting it all in one place. You're getting snippets of it in these in these presentations. Real quick, I'm sorry if you got to go. I totally understand. But um, this one's easy. I'm looking over your shoulder. I'm going to ask you, what's your favorite planet? And I would uh, hope beyond Earth. Favorite planet beyond Earth. Yeah, yeah. good, because Earth is my favorite planet. After that, there's no question about it. Be Saturn. Stunning with its ring system and it's there's just no in fact in my talk i'm going to be giving some fascinating very high res views of saturn that just you have to gasp when you see them views taken by satellites that were sent you know a billion miles away to take these images uh, you know it's weird nasa and the scientific community and rocket scientists and the whole you know we can send spacecraft to planets we can photograph the black holes in the centers of galaxies and then we say, you know, oh, um, this vaccine will help you. No, it won't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dude, I just sent a spacecraft to freaking Saturn. Okay. <laughs> there was nothing more indicative of that than the last NASA administrator who came in and was like, I don't believe in climate change. And then sat down with the with the nerds and they were like, here's all the evidence. And he's like, oh, yeah, actually. You're, yeah, you're right. so, I'm interesting. You remember that. That was I forgot his name. Um, Bridesworth. Yeah, Bridenstine. Uh, yeah, Bridenstine. Yep. Yeah. So th that means he was open to reason. Yeah, I, you can't hit someone over the head just for thinking something crazy or or unsubstantiated if they have not been exposed to data. Uh, and 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 so, but if you have, <laughs> and you still don't, then where where is that coming from? What 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 happened? What's missing in your school's education to not know what it means to understand? data and what data show and 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 so yeah i don't really blame people i blame there's some gaps in the school system people want to talk, re teach reading writing and arithmetic well one of them should be also teach reason okay <laughs> add another r the four r's <laughs> reading writing arithmetic arithmetic and, <laughs> and reason <laughs> and if you don't know how to reason you can't I don't see how you can function in a world where being able to reason will make the difference between a civilization that works and a civilization that doesn't. Blank check, which planet are you sending a probe to to find out more? Oh, I see. You're, you're, you're thinking small. You're saying, oh, let's do what's the next thing? And I'm saying, turn, dude, turn the whole solar system into our backyard. Explore it all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't do a sequence. Oh, you want to go to the moon first or Mars? Go to both. You want to go to the comet or an asteroid? Go to both. Yeah. All right. Get a warehouse of all different kinds of rockets. And then you just knock on the door. Where do you want to go today, Sonny? Oh, I want to <laughs> explore life on the, on the 
backside of Mars. Oh, that's this rocket strapped to this rocket, this, and boom, there you go. And how about you, man? Okay, I'd like to do, uh, I, I want to set up a new, I want to go mining on asteroids. Well, here we got this, it'll get you to an asteroid. And this one is gold rich. This is uh, water rich. By the way, water in space is highly valuable because it can keep you alive the way gold can't. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm looking at gold and water and you're saying, choose the gold. And I'm saying, I'm in space. Uh, you know, if you don't drink water for like a week, you're basically dead. So um, just... <laughs> I feel like California is California is about to find out the same exact lesson where that water is going to about to become more valuable than gold. So. You're going to want to know how to lasso a comet, okay, <laughs> to get through to the future as your water table um, uh, uh, gets sucked dry. Neil, thanks so much for taking the time to get us all hyped up about it. Excellent. And uh, I'll be there ready I for you. I would have said Neptune if I had the blank check. I want to know more about Triton, but that's just me. That's very specific. <laughs> I've got a four-year-old who's obsessed with the planets, a BBC show by Professor Brian Cox, and yes, we yes. watch it, and he like can't get enough Neptune, and I'm like, yeah, let's go, man, <laughs> like whatever, whatever it takes. Wow. So okay, well, that's good. That's, that's very specific, but good. <laughs> I like it. Anyway, thanks so much for your time, man. All right, take care. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.